holy shit tits boss pussy queen i you know <laughs> listen 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 I'm a, i, oh I feel like God. i've already said this but we've talked a lot about disassociating disassociating bitch i <laughs> i want to apologize <laughs> Because really, I'm just daydreaming. Uh, we no, learned. I, actually, I do. Yeah, I don't need to. No. But like. Anyway. Mental <laughs> <laughs> yeah, illness. Well, I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts. Not um, just you. Thoughts. Get it? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I seriously am so excited to talk about this book. And I don't think we're going to get through this episode without me having goosebumps. At least yeah. 12 I don't, times. I wouldn't even consider this a book. This was an experience. An experience. I this haven't wasn't, had a feeling oh like this in a long time. This is, this is, and I will probably say this multiple times, this was one of those books that the second... I was done. I was ready to flip back to the beginning and reread all over yeah. again. Like, yeah. you know, when you watch a movie and the ending t- happens or the twist happens and you're like, holy fuck, yes. I missed so much. I love a twist. I love a twist. And this twist was so beyond was so what twisty. I was expecting. Like every single time you were like, I know what's about to happen. Yeah. It was like, like no, no, you don't. No. It says like, bitch. Well, Sweet. With that being said, just roll the intro. Let's get the the right fucking into this. This is literature. I think they're turned on right now. (laughs) Right now? Honestly, I'm a little bit confused. (laughs) I'm definitely a little bit spooked. I don't think. Are you? Why didn't we not say that all October? Are Are you spooked spooked right right now? And then in the last book, we could have been like, no, I'm turned on. No, I'm horny. Uh, no, are this... you turned on right now? No, I'm spooked. I'm That's spooked. fine. We can do that too. Are you guys that. spooked? You're going to be. You're going to be by the end of this. So we read The Last House on Needless Street by Kat Riona Ward. I hope I said her name I right. Heard, I heard someone. I have to look it up. It's That's not how you say it. No. It's like Katrona? Katrona? Oh. Katrona? I almost thought it was Katrina when I looked I know, at I it. I thought that too. I heard them on uh, on TikTok saying. Okay, it's C A T R I O N A Ward. Let's hold on. I think there, I have a. Video I'm just gonna read the inside. Please read the inside. In a boarded up house on a dead end street at the edge of the wild Washington woods lives a family of three: a teenage girl who isn't allowed outside, not after last time. A man who drinks in front of his TV, trying to ignore the gaps in his memory. And a house cat who loves napping and reading the Bible. An unspeakable secret binds them together. But when a new neighbor moves in next door, what is buried among the birch trees may come back to haunt them all. The last house on Needless Street is an immersive and shocking journey that will keep you guessing until the last page. And now me just reading that gave me goosebumps three times. So that should... Um, tell you enough and at the very back of the book there's a ton of reviews there's one on the front from Stephen King that says a nerve shredder that keeps its mind-blowing secret to the very end but on the back it says something terrible is buried in the forest really quick Catriona Catriona that's how you say it is that not close to how I said it I don't know anyway something terrible is buried in the forest at the end of Needless Street are you prepared to find out what it is bro (laughs) 
It's like, where do we begin? Now, it's so funny because we were together pussy popping yesterday. We were having a good time. We were, we were playing. Yeah. <laughs> doing games, doing fun things. And we had like a mid-conversation. And I literally remember turning to your friend Jamie and being like, it's either they're all dead. Yeah. They're all, th- this guy's in a psych ward. Yeah. And he's just making up all this shit. Yeah. Or it's going to play out exactly how I think it's going to play out, which is like, he's a serial killer, evil man, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that, those are my only guesses. Yep. And I couldn't be further from the truth. Okay. I'm literally going to say this. If you have not read this book, I highly like stop listening because we are going to spoil what has to be the most masterpieceful twist yeah. of a story arc in a book that is written by a true mastermind yeah. that was so well thought out, so well researched and so well done that I don't want to ruin the experience for anyone who no, wants to pick up this book. So this is literally probably like in my top five till the day I die. I yeah. know I'm going to reread this. This is five yeah. out of five across the board. I, I also rated it a five out of five. <laughs> like I, well, look at us jumping straight to ratings. I'm sorry. I just, I, okay, I needed okay, okay. to get out that like, I don't want to spoil Granted, for anyone. No, no, no. It's true. And like, I mean, if you never think you'll pick up this book ever in your life, and it's actually so funny off topic because I can't finish one thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually was watching TikToks about this book And this one girl was talking about how she has this, like, code of, like, DNFing and whatever. Mm -hmm. And she replied to a comment of someone being like, I'm halfway through Last House on Needless Street. I don't think I'm going to finish it. Like, I just, I'm so bored. Like, I'm so uninterested. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was telling you, I was like, I'm getting bored of the narration and nothing makes sense. And, like, I'm waiting for a twist that's going to, like, rope me in. And it's, so it's a very, like, if you don't have any patience for a book, yeah. this will take you a long time to read. Yeah. But, like, I was so, I knew that there was going to be a twist. And then I also watched a TikTok of someone being like, this author is, like, the queen of, I think this is only her second book. Really? There's her debut one, same Le- thing. When like, you're this masterful of writing, though, like, when you're putting this much thought and effort and planning into a book, yeah. it makes sense that it would only I, be. I mean, listen, I'm, I could be wrong. Oh, okay. But, but I'm like, saying, with how long they take. Because was like, oh, like this, like the her debut novel of whatever, like no wonder this book was just as fucking amazing. And I'm like, now I have to read the other book. Oh, yeah. But I don't even, what was I saying? Oh. Uh, if, if you're not Well, and I think like I, like, I was getting a little restless. I wouldn't yeah. say bored because I was very, and I was picking up. You're things, like itchy. And I'm telling, and I was, yeah, see, we're like scratching. Yeah. And I was telling you yesterday too, I'm like, someone, um, Dee Dee is in first person. Ted is, yeah. no, Ted is in first yeah. person. Dee Dee's in third person. Olivia's in first person, but then yeah. we'll switch to third person. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And now that I finished the book, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Yes, and this is what I mean by that as soon as it's done, I'm ready to restart and really dive into the details because it's insane how you, and we'll let you know when there's going to be spoilers so you can listen until then, I guess. But like all these little details that you're yeah. like, why are we looking at this? Why are we talking about this? Why Who the fuck cares? Is the mom in the cupboard? Yeah, like every, <laughs> every detail, thing, every thought, everything you looked at. And this, now, 
It was a Ward. clue. I'm going to call her Ward. Yes, Miss Ward. Ward, homegirl, threw you into the book. Because here I am yes. thinking that, like, I'm getting an introduction to the world. She's world building. Yeah. I'm learning about the characters. I'm getting introduced. Mm-hmm. No, bitch. You're thrown into the ringer. Mm-hmm. I think it starts with the dead birds in the... That's like on the second log. chapter or something. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like, and then that comes into play in the end. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. she had... I, Which I'm still, I'm still a little lost on, but we can talk about that when yeah. we get to the spoilers. Bro. Um, Insane. Fuck, I was going to say something. What did you like about this book? Well, I, I did want to... I have the outline right here. I did want to... are going to get lost. Yeah, I did want to mention that also um, I had to listen to half of the book on an audiobook um, just because I was working and I knew I wasn't going to make it through and I didn't want to let the podcasters down. Um, so I had to read, holy fuck, I had to listen to the audiobook because I knew I wasn't going to be able to finish reading it because Gus had something planned for me. I had the Halloween party and then it was like we're recording, so I didn't really have time. Yeah. The audiobook was phenomenal i think that's what i it's so funny because i feel like you're gonna go back and actually read it and yes i'm gonna go back and, and listen, listen to, to the it. audiobook because like yeah i, I think, literally want to highlight shit in this book but too. i also want to let people i i'm gonna get a second copy just so people can borrow it and i can highlight this yes, one like I, it's that good yeah a no. book has never made me want to vandalize so bad in my life. Like I want to write notes. I've never wanted to dog ear so bad in my life. Oh my life. god! Yeah. But the thing is, too, is you you have to read through this book, and then because there, I if we were looking for highlights, I wouldn't have highlighted a single thing no. in this book. But now, if I went back and reread it, yep, then I would highlight everything. And like I would be using that color coordination, blue tabs for this. Yellow tabs for this, red I would, tabs I would write for notes this. In the margins. Like for real. Margin? It's time to get into spoilers. Get the fuck off our page. Is it already? Yeah. Oh I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wait any longer. Okay. Tell me what you like. Literally everything. Okay. <sighs> Holy fuck. Who is your favorite? Okay. Obviously spoiler. The yeah. cat. But what's the Should spoiler? we just spoil the ending right now? I am good to not, but you want to go? Well, I do want to say like what's going on and then tell oh. who our favorite. Whatever okay, so we want, we want, we want. We're spoiler, gonna spoiler. ruin the whole book for you. Ruining the whole book. You don't find this shit out till the end. <laughs> we have an issue of just jumping right about. into the spoilers. Yeah, yeah, but but like, then we can talk about the spoilers, so it's fine. Okay. Anyway, anyways, he, our our homeboy Ted. Who's yeah. the main character in this novel? Is a system um, and has disassociative identity disorder. <sighs> so we find out in that last chapter that pretty much every single point of view up until that point has been one of his alters. Except for DD. DD was real. Yeah. Which still threw me for a loop because I felt like she kept it till the very end yeah. for us to actually know if she really was yeah and that's another thing is like you start figuring out this person's a system like this person's um an identity this person's an identity and then that leaves you wondering is d an identity but what's so okay what's so my favorite part in the book was Mm -hmm. when lauren finally gets olivia's attention in the freezer in I goosebumps. I told you, bro. Well, and it's so we need crazy. a goosebump count, please. <laughs> Literally, um, but what's so crazy is that like that part of the book made me go, 
I fucking got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I the tw- this is the craziest twist. And I told you at and dinner. I told you today. I was like, "Oh my god, just wait till you get to the twist." I got to the yeah. I got to the Lauren twist. And then I read four more chapters and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I'm not even close to the twist. And I remember telling you at dinner there's something not right about the cat. There's something off about yeah. Olivia, and I'm starting to feel like Olivia is not a cat. I think I said something along those yes, lines at and dinner that's last what night. I thought too. So when, okay, so when Olivia opens the freezer, yeah. and Lauren's not in there, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then I'm thinking, goosebumps. <laughs> okay, Olivia is Lauren, and they're like in each other, whatever. Then I'm like, okay, yeah. sure, they have an issue. So I'm thinking Ted kidnapped Lauren, yeah, and then Lauren created this other identity or this altar to deal with the trauma that Ted was putting her through. Yes. That's when I'm like, I got it. I understood. I can't stop getting chills, my guy. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I got it. It's all figured out. And then I'm thinking, holy shit, all the times that, like, Ted is, like... You start backtracking. Yeah, Ted's sitting on the couch watching TV in his bed. Oh, my God, the TV. Oh, my God. And then, like... Olivia's like going around his legs and like yeah. sitting on his lap and purring. I'm like picturing this decrepit little girl, disgusting, beaten yes. up child is what child I was yeah. sitting on his lap and he's petting her. And I'm yeah. like, this fucking psychopath. Yeah. Right? Because, like, and then at another part in the book, like, Lauren is telling Olivia that, like, her skin is so burned and boiled up that, like, one of her eyes is, like, swollen shut and, like, starts talking about all the abuse that Ted's put them through. That, Ted's put Lauren through. Yes. And oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Be like every it single is thing. It's actually Ted, but it's yes, not Ted. Exactly. Oh every God. single thing we learn, you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then you learn that it's not true, but it, it, it is, is true. true. So everything, holy, it wasn't everything even like worked anything. together. It's like nothing was made up, but it was all made up. Yes. Which chills is the most beautiful way to describe did the i asked michelle because michelle listened to the after where the author talks about writing this book yeah and i had asked before i knew she read this i asked her does this author have did because like the way that they interpreted they made this book a horror novel turned into this sweet wholesome like sad you feel so open. bad for this main oh character my God. more chills get it's like what miss ward did in this book is like the embodiment of putting yourself in someone else's shoes yes because after i read it i felt like holy shit like yeah Oh my god! And you know when you talk about like, oh, things are bad. Things are happening in the world. Oh my god! I can yeah. imagine that must be terrible. That sucks. Blah, blah. And I've read books like historical fiction and whatever, where like the person goes through like World War II, whatever. Let's yeah, say, like, like shell shock and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and like um, you know that you're reading this horrible story, but it still feels like fiction. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt like this, I actually like experienced everything. Yes. And then I was like, once I finished the book, I was like holy shit, like, I can't imagine actually living with this disorder and, yeah. like, having this as, like, your constant 
life. Like, yeah. and I was like, like waking up and imagine, having to assess where you are, what yeah, year yeah. it is, what day it and is. And you're like in Ted's perspective for most of it, all of it pretty much. Right. Yeah. But in different perspectives and nothing makes sense because no. it's all broken up and it's all confusing. That's how people actually fucking feel in real life. Yes. Like though, the, I, when I say this book is fucking artistry, yeah. truly, I feel like they need to use this book as a device this to be in school. <laughs> no, actually. And yeah. like, I wouldn't be surprised if they use this in colleges or universities where they're studying mental health disorders because yeah. like, this. What I meant to say, sorry, with the historical fiction, yeah. is I feel like you feel bad about it. Okay. And you're like, oh shit, like, wow, that really is fucked up, whatever. Yeah. But I haven't read a book that has literally put me in the person's shoes like that before. Yes. And I've read some, like, fucked up books before. I yeah. love really, like, fucked up horror books. Yeah. Like, thrillers and true crime, whatever. The only book that made me feel almost like that was um, Karen Slaughter's False Witness. Because in one of the perspectives, you're... Um, you're in the perspective of a girl who's a drug addict and it's like, like just the way that the person's mind works and like that's, but it didn't give me the same like shock reaction because you knew it from the jump. You know what I mean? Like you, you're reading it in that perspective. There's, um, this was like shock, like ice bucket of water poured on top of me. Like awakening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I read a World War II book, this is a little off topic, called Milkweed in the perspective of a little boy going through World War II and like growing up and like being like put in the ghetto and everything and then like going through all that yeah um I will let you borrow it if you're into that kind of thing it was it literally changed my life and I read it when I was in like grade five you know what's another (laughs) great example for all of our movie buffs out there is um Jojo Rabbit Oh, I, yes. Right? Yes. Like everything. Oh my God. Yes. And you're in a child's perspective. And you're and then viewing like, life through this child. Ah, yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy, you're like, holy fuck. shit. Like this is like trauma. Yes. <laughs> right? And this kid is like, yay, Hitler. And like, yeah. so excited and like loves Hitler and like Hitler's his idol until he realizes like what's actually happening around and him. And then you find out as he finds out. Exactly. And it's like, I think I cried watching that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. And but like, it's just that's the type of like storytelling yes. that is just so like moving. This book literally made me feel ten times smarter. <laughs> I'm like, I understand people now. <laughs> not even in that sense. Just like the way that it, the liter, it like the literature think. in this, this lewd is literature. Not lewd literature. This is this literature, is the literature in lewd literature. This book. This book is why we can put lewd, or literature in lewd literature. Otherwise, we'd just be lewd. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. Okay, so, yeah, my favorite part... Back to favorite things. I'm just... <laughs> to the script here. No, I know. Wait, so my, I, one more thing I want to mention. Please. This is another spoiler thing, but remember how at dinner we were talking about, like, I'm so confused on the perspectives because it's this person and that person and this person. It makes so much sense now because when Ted is in Ted's body, of course, it's first perspective because yeah. he's our main character and he is the host or... I, the yeah, body, I, I, the main Some body. people call it different things, but yeah. host is the, um, I think, medical term for it. Okay. So he's yeah. the, let's say, host. And then Olivia is it, like one of his alters. Yeah. So because of that, it moves between first and like second perspective. And then because oh. D isn't one of the alters, she's in third perspective. Yes. That's why all the perspectives were fucked up. Yes. And now it makes so much more sense. And I'm so excited to literally pick this back and up then and I read it again. And I think too, to keep picking into like little details, 
I think nighttime is almost like an altar of Olivia. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's why I think, and remember when I was telling you how it's fucking weird because half the shit that Olivia was saying was italicized? Yes. The italicized is nighttime. Or and night Olivia. N- well, yeah, because they hadn't merged yet. And that was, like, the way that this book went into altars having altars, altars merging, altars becoming one, altars finding out that they are altars, altars working together, altars working against each other. Like, the... <sighs> like, I'm still not over Ted saying it's so hard to live with someone who wants to kill you all the time. Yes. And being like... Yeah, because you, and like in your head, you're like, yeah, because you fucking stole her. And this book is following like a murder mystery at the same time. And the entire yeah. time, it's leading you to believe that Ted was like the murderer. Lauren's or, like an yes. outside person. Yes. Or Lauren's Lulu, who yes. Didi is looking for. Yes. And fuck me, man. Okay, so let's talk about your favorite parts. No, no, no. I already told my favorite. My favorite scene is when Olivia finds Lauren in the chest, okay. but then finds out Lauren's not there, and then you find yeah. out there's two people in one body, and you're like, what the fuck? I think my favorite part, this is so hard, I think just being able to look back and put into place the things Ted were saying that didn't make sense, making, no, 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 sorry, I take it all back. My favorite part was Lauren talking about what Ted did to her. And you thinking it's because it's Lulu that Lauren is Lulu. But in reality, Ted did it to her because he dictated her as the altar that takes over pain. So anytime pain is felt, Lauren is the one feeling it and Ted feels no pain. And the whole time you're reading the book, the guy is like, I don't feel pain. Yeah, he's like, it's so hard, like not knowing what's going on because I don't feel pain. But then you find out that Lauren's been the one feeling the pain the whole time. And that's why she's so mad at Ted and so angry and lashes out and scratches his face all the time, yeah. which is him scratching his own face. Yeah. Like it's well, insane. And then, like even with Lauren or Olivia getting pissed off and opening the fridge and making all the food spoil and then yeah. Lauren making the food and putting poison in it to try and kill Ted. And then Ted talking about how Lauren both- and him were both, both- sick. Yes. Yes. I think. And then the one scene where Ted, like very beginning, he's talking about how Olivia's his cat, Lauren's his daughter. And then him talking about how it, he's the, like why he's the dad later on in the book. Yeah. Insane. But when he's talking about how he has to put Olivia in the freezer when Lauren comes because Olivia and Lauren don't, uh, Lauren doesn't like Olivia. Yeah. And then later on, uh, Lauren's explaining her side of things and she's like, Ted just gets to to go. Well, sorry. Olivia Olivia never never had had to come out. out. And Olivia just comforts Ted. Ted gets to go to his um, downstairs. Downstairs? Yeah, they call it the downstairs. The downstairs. And he just gets to like do whatever. And the way that like, the therapist was talking about, oh, you know, some people have mind castles and they make, you know, this and that and whatever. They make mansions and whatever. The way that Ted's inside world was his own house because that's all he knew. I just got another realization. What? Also, what Miss Ward touched on with the with the therapist, the bug man. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, bug man, like, whoa, chill. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually not a good guy, right? Yeah. But... I think why she wrote The Bug Man was to show that DID is a relatively new thing that therapists and psycho- psychotherapists are still trying to figure out. Yeah. So 
this guy was writing a book about DID using Ted, knowing Ted was going through all this shit, right? And using him, and I think it kind of, she's showing a side of the, like, psychology world that's corrupt, Mm -hmm. that abuses people in these very unique abuse situations to, like, experiment on. Yeah, because he was giving Ted pills that were making it worse so that he could continue writing his book. Yeah. So that yeah. and so I that Ted would come in and like give him like crazy like stories and stuff too. So yeah. that's why he was always paranoid. Yeah, or thought his mom was under the sink, and then yeah. was like, "No, she's gone." Like and like he was getting uh, yeah, because the pills caused confusion, and he was getting confused because he couldn't recall what time frame he was in. He would be having flashbacks and memories, and he couldn't tell if that was little Ted oh or him. And then when Olivia starts recording on the recorders, and then goes. Ted's coming. This is not a good time. I gotta go. Yes! Bro, it's not Ted coming. It's him coming forth. Yes. Oh! Like, chills again. Like, literally, (laughs) it's crazy. And, like, I I don't know a lot about DID, but I do follow a couple people on TikTok who have it. Yes. I I have, like, in the past watched videos of people with DID and, like, their altars coming forward. And I've always thought it was really interesting. But I, like... And I, I've always felt bad for the fact that people just don't believe them and think yeah. that they're faking it or whatever. But I follow a couple couples who like talk about the difficulties of uh, DID you know and dating. Who's married to the guy who has yes. like, a few altars, and then yeah. he's showing pictures in his wedding album, being like, "No, look at the different like posture and this and that." Yeah. Like, someone else came forward, and it was like very confusing. Yeah, I had these gaps, but I half knew I was there, and I have to. Yeah, no, those. And then when I like Rob was like. Yeah, that day you came out, I could tell something was different in your face. Like, you didn't seem like you, but I thought maybe I was just seeing things. I was gay the whole time. I know. And the reason Rob's always walking down his and street. Olivia was the gay cat. He's like, I'm worried. Like, my mom my, hates so my, homosexuals. Yep. She's not going to let me keep my cat. Yep. Because, like... It's- because he was gay. It was because he was gay. Yeah, and he was... So was Olivia. Yeah, so instead of, like, saying that he was gay, he was kind of pushing it on to his cat. Now, what I don't understand, and maybe you can shed some light on for me, this dating, when he was going to bars, making it kind of seem like he was, like, you know, hunting these women and killing them. Yeah. And then Lauren says, oh, he's hunting. Like, at one point, Laura, like... Olivia said, oh, like, Ted's on a date. And Lauren goes, he's hunting. the bar that he was going to is a gay bar. Oh, my God. That's why he was like, what a silly place to bring women. Like, it's a gay bar. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't understand when he was like, I thought that you would stop. Like, we've drank at that bar before. So Rob had a crush on him because he thought he was gay. Well, knew he was gay because he was going to the fucking gay bar. And that's why he would, I I don't know if that's why he would never talk to the women. But then, like, little Ted, because that's the other thing, is there's little Ted who would come out or be too shy or, like, whatever to even, like, talk to these women and then the women would come in and kind of be like oh what the fuck like you know like where am I and yeah like I don't know if maybe that was a touch on because he never used his actual photo yeah so it's almost like he used that as just an outlet to try and like talk to people about his DID but in a low-key way similar to what he did with the therapist because he was saying like oh I have a daughter yeah it's really tough and blah blah blah. like I don't get to see her as much as I want to see her and like all this stuff, right? So it's almost like I just I, I, I do I think I'm missing something I'm missing with it something because like too. everything that every single character said 
like made sense in the bigger picture. And I feel like that's the one picture I'm missing because Lauren's saying he's hunting. But that could also be like he went to the gay bar. But he also asked everyone to dress like his mom. He asked everyone to wear blue. Yeah. And always asked if they had a dress. And like the ones who came in blue dresses, like those were the ones that he like really liked or whatever. But he never talked to any of them. No, I know. But like so he was, was asking these like, women to dress like his mom and come like, meet him. I'm not sure because I know he has like severe mommy issues. Yeah. So it could be that like he's almost keeping her alive or like like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I that's something I'll that we reread it. <laughs> I definitely want to reread it, but I also want to look in like maybe look up what other people are saying about it, like yeah. spoiler reviews or like yeah, spoiler yeah, yeah. thoughts, or whatever. Cause I, I, that's the one thing I don't understand. And then did Robin him start dating? Cause it kind of yeah. seemed like it. Yeah. And like that, that, oh, fuck. But it's no, somehow- no, what it was. Sorry. Oh my God. It's making sense now. Okay. He wanted someone to be there to like, take care of them and help him out right he wanted a mother figure i guess and he was yes so you're right someone who can like take care of lauren and take care of me and with kind eyes you're right nice so then when oh my god he was looking for a mom (laughs) and then the last chapter he says that like it's funny because he like raw when he was talking to rob being like oh put on your scarf whatever Yeah, yeah he said that like he wanted a friend to be there to take care of them and it's funny how i'm ending up take like wanting to take care of rob yeah so it's like i think it's someone to kind of be there to like help him navigate yeah because he was think about it you're a kid going through all this trauma right you need someone to like guide you through it and half the time like his alters are children yeah so they don't take care of themselves which is so cute that last scene when he's like okay now we eat like this is all something we like to eat because he's always starving because i think they don't like the same food yeah like lauren likes sweets yeah he likes weird like pickles and but i'm wondering if his weird like putting peanut butter on pickles and shit is like the childhoodness in him um or if it's because each altar likes something different so he keeps meshing food together because he's ted when he makes that food yeah because he's the host yeah but like i yeah so i think it's something that like gets He's trying to feed all of them at once. But there's a lot of times where he, like, is starving most of the time. Yeah. And then that's when nighttime comes out to just eat whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, nighttime is everyone shut the fuck up and go to sleep. snowball was the mom. The mom dissected it. No, it wasn't. He... No, it was nighttime. It was nighttime. But that's, like, in insane because i think nighttime was like that like prowler cat like i think he like i think that he no i think he did too yeah i think he ate but that's like fucked up and then we like looking back his mom was feeding him little tiny cans of baby food yeah and like so he would be the dad he was in the he left but he was like dad's not in the tool shed like did the mom kill him i'm uh i'm wondering you know what That's probably what he was alluding to because um, he he had just said that like daddy went away because like of whatever. Like mom, like mommy didn't like him. Yeah, like mommy and him were fighting, and he called he he called her psycho. And then yeah, and then he went and then she probably killed him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So then, like another thing we find out is that. The things that Lauren said Ted were doing to her, it was the mom doing to Ted. 
So like the mother was opening up his, would give him wounds, like would cut into his skin, yeah. would flush out the wounds, stitch them back up. And then every night or every other night or whatever would reopen his wounds, re-clean them and yeah. like would just keep cutting back into the same wounds yeah. and telling him that like he needed to like be fixed or, oh, he's hurt. So she needs to, to oh, clean he's him. he's always so clumsy and he's getting yeah. hurt all the time. So she needs but to like help him. it would be like him. a really small scratch and then she would cut it open and then yeah. clean it out and then suture it back up. Yeah. And then she would like put hot water and vinegar in a um, cooler and lock him in the cooler to disinfect his wounds. And she brings him into a forest and says that like, you know, there's something that runs in my family. It makes you want to hurt people. And I think it might've been passed on to you, but then in reality it was passed on to her and she wants to hurt children. And it turns out she mostly wants to hurt males. And the reason Lulu was killed was because, um, the mother mistake, like yeah, mistook it for a male, and I guess it's and her you know own what? hatred she for her had son. That, like crush open in her head, and was like, "Oh, let me just play with this and like open it up and like yeah. do a fucking autopsy, or, yeah, <laughs> you know whatever, what I mean? yeah." Like, and it's funny too because they talk about like, and then the Chihuahua lady who like is like, "Oh, I can't believe you got," and then she starts working at a daycare, yeah, and then gets fired from that, and you have no idea why. But then at the end, you're like, "Oh, it's because she's like cutting open children and like suturing them back up." Yeah, that's fucked. So fucked up. And then like, yeah, her, the I loved how the Chihuahua lady was like the the terrier lady, the Dashan lady, the Dashan. Yeah, terrier chihuahua lady like he always had a name for her based on what dog she had it's so cute because also well not cute but it's interesting because he says he's bad with names but it's because his other alters haven't met them so they he doesn't know their names so he calls them the chihuahua lady <laughs> so that like his other alters are like oh yeah that's a that's a lady with the chihuahua the chihuahua lady yeah it's something that so makes all the all alters because yeah. if he learns a name yeah. with one alter it's not going to go to the rest of them and i also feel like like, the whole time you're kind of like, this guy's fucking weird. Because he's always referring to his parents as mommy and daddy. And he's a grown man. And you're kind of like, you're a fucking weird, dude. Yeah. But he has an altar that is uh, child Teddy. Little yeah. Teddy is what he calls him. So that's the other thing is when it's Ted, he's referred to as Ted. But then he also refers to himself or or um, Olivia will refer to him as Teddy. And then it's actually little Teddy. Bro, that's what I'm saying. It's insane. It's insane. Like, like it's, it's so in-depth. And, like, just now being like, I can't believe I was bored halfway through this book. No, right? Like, it was all information. You know that photo of the guy with the crazy hair and he's got the whiteboard and it's all the, like, pieces. Like, yeah. he's we like. We need to redo that photo. Like, <laughs> with this. Yeah. <laughs> Little Teddy. Teddy. And it's all the red strings and fucking pins and shit. Oh, my that God. That would be so funny. I still understand the strings. That was my only other thing I did. The like, str- the bond. The string bonds. Um... Like, I don't know if that was just, like, to know whether someone was in the downstairs and the other person was in the upstairs. Well, only Olivia and Ted had the string. And... But the night... Nighttime Olivia said that it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, because they... Those two altars merged. So I'm wondering if it's the merging of altars that cut it. Or also, I think... So at one point, Olivia says, I absorb... Ted's emotions yeah. and like this like the first chapter Olivia's in she says like I'm a cat 
cats don't hold on to things. So Ted uses me to take it or I absorb his emotions for him yeah. so he doesn't have to feel them. So I think that cord <gasps> is the emotional I cord. Realization. And then when it's cut, it's he starts getting to like feel things again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like cutting off just yeah. their connection and opening it up for everyone to be connected. You know what my realization was? What? So you know how Olivia always refers to like the Lord? Right? Yes. And then when Lauren's trying to get her to merge with her, right? And yeah. like be like stop being the cat and be like in Lauren's body or whatever. And she's trying to get her to go up the stairs. And then Olivia goes up the stairs and goes like, oh, there. I'm trying to think of the Lord. There's the picture of the Lord up there. But wait, it's like a picture of Teddy. I think that like, and then he gets all freaked out and like runs back down the stairs. That part? <laughs> Are you following me? No, I know the staircase part. So like, yeah. I think the Lord is actually like Teddy to Olivia because Teddy created Olivia and her sole purpose was to the goosebumps to, to take care of Teddy and yeah. take care of his emotions. That's and then Olivia, the Lord put me here to take. I remember being born. Yeah, like I remember, like te- like when Teddy picked me up. Like I, the I goosebumps. knew this was the Lord's purpose for me. You know what? I think you're very right there. Yeah. I think that's and like. Yeah, because Olivia, and Olivia's like the comedy kind of relief, comic relief in all of this book. She's a God-fearing, Bible-reading black cat. And it's hilarious. Her thought process is such a cat. At one point, like, Ted pisses her off. So she's like, I did the only thing that made sense. I knocked over all the pill cases (laughs) in the the bathroom and all the pills went all over the place. And then I peed in every left shoe Ted owns. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. And that's why like none of the chores ever get done because like like they're oh, they're all like doing like different shit. But I think what's crazy is like that would have been Ted pissing in, in his, his own, own shoes. shoes, yeah. And knocking off the pills. Yep. To piss himself off. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And then like Lauren, there was something so uh, Olivia then- tells Lauren something about God, and I can't remember. She said that she saw the Lord's face. Like, was that fake? Or wouldn't like I've seen the Lord's face. Like, I know. And then Olivia says, Oh, I know. The Lord put me here actually to help Lauren escape. But what Lauren's doing is manipulating Olivia into killing the whole system. Yeah. Lauren's whole like thing is she because she's been absorbing all of the pain and she and he hurts himself all the time. Yeah, and he and he almost does it like he gets to a point where he starts telling Lauren like I don't give a fuck what happens to me because that's on you. Like you absorb it. I don't get to feel it. I don't mm. care what happens to me. Cuz he goes and eats all their mom's mints and Lauren's like don't do that. Yeah. Mommy like mom's going to get mad. We're going to get locked up and he's like I don't give a fuck cuz it's you getting locked up not me. Yeah. And then he starts doing whatever the fuck and that's when Lauren's like Which is so interesting because like I wonder if that's a now in the um, afterwards, which I'm sure you'll read. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. Like she describes how she did all this like super in depth like research and talked to all these people, and like one of the things that they said was like this one person that she talked to, like had an altar who hated their life, so they would rip up photos of this person, like the person's family. Because they're like, no, I'm not a part of this. Like, I fucking hate these people. Like, all this crazy shit. And then would feel so bad afterwards when they would come back to the, like, original, like, host, right? And be like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, 
ripped up all the photos of my family and all this shit, right? And, like, mm -hmm. I don't even remember doing that or, like, whatever, right? So it's, like, I can't imagine, like, yeah, like, what you said, the whole, like, yeah. it's hard living with someone who wants to kill me and, like, yeah. Oh. And then Olivia trying to get him arrested by writing, like, help me, Ted's a kidnapper yeah. in the leggings, and you're, like... And, the, and that whole, that during the whole thing, you're, like, what a sick fuck. What yeah. a sick clerk for going up to Ted and being, like, He's, what is this a joke because Lauren had written in the leggings like please help me I'm being kidnapped and drew a map to their house and Ted was like you Ted took Lauren to the mall yeah. to buy clothes because Lauren didn't like any of her clothes Lauren didn't like any of the clothes because Lauren's a teenager yeah. and Ted's a grown man and when he's like looking at the pile of leggings being like are these in any bigger size and they're like kid leggings yes and he's and, a fat man and the woman starts laughing yeah. and he's like Lauren wants these what's so fucking funny about that like you're being mean yeah no she's fucking cackling because you're an overweight grown man with a beard looking at blue lightning bolt leggings and fucking kid lacenza yeah Let like just the fuck the, ah and like all my visuals changed and then that's what i'm saying like and then the other mall incident you're assuming that it's a similar thing like yeah. lauren popped out and was like help me he's fucking killing me can you imagine being in public and like seeing someone being like oh my god this man right here is trying to kidnap me. me i want like i'll call the police arrest and you him. are a man and you're saying this man's trying to kidnap me and help me saying it in like the little girl voice yeah and then people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I like that she included that and then the Ted voice change. Says, and then Ted goes, the last time we were at the mall, like, we almost got caught. He's talking about getting caught having different altars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like so he ashamed of it. fucking kidnapped this bitch the whole yeah. time. The whole time. You're thinking Ted is some, like, crazy mass murderer, raper, whatever the fuck he is, and that he's torturing this child. Um, dislikes? None. I have zero. I... Down same. to, down to the, like, where she places italics, where she puts question marks, where she puts where spaces. Where the one, like, sentence just ends and then a next sentence begins. I'm like, every, I'm so confused. Every single thing about this book was so well thought out that there's not a possible thing I could ever say negatively about it even the fucking audiobook was recorded so well the voice actor takes the right pauses uses different voices like yeah i, I really want to get the audiobook. it's so good okay shall i read some reviews absolutely so i have a few um five stars and a few like was there any bad stars. reviews yeah oh, okay okay this one's a one star oh. this one also is a one star. start with the Let's do like one or two good ones. Shall we just and alternate? Then... <laughs> I have, I think I have four, two bad ones and two good ones. Okay, perfect. Okay, this is a good one. So, <laughs> good or me. bad? I don't have any. Uh... Do you want me to read it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, you know, like get better at reading out loud. Is this a good one or a bad one? Good one. Okay. Okay, my dear friends, please add this brilliant book to your reading list. Okay, I'm making a quick correction. Not only add to your list, please read it. This is smart. This is so well written. This is finally out. So this person had a pre-release. 
Uh, first time I'm out of words, anything I may write about this book will be so worthless. None of the words come out of my mouth. Letters I click, sentences to try and form, or expressions I barely articulate will never be enough to reflect how I feel. <laughs> I'm extremely flabbergasted, shocked, startled, and for the first time ever, after I finish a horror thriller, gothic, psychological thriller mystery, the book dances between all those genres. I deeply feel so sad. I deeply cared for the characters. If I tell you more, I may give away uh, more about the story. So I'm just shutting my mouth because I don't want to do anything um, affecting how you'll feel about this book. And I don't want to ruin your epic reading experience. That's why we said turn off yeah. the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she makes such a good point with how deeply you care about the characters. Yeah, because you hate them and then you love them. Bro, you're feeling all the same emotions. Okay, oh yeah. You're going through it. I can only see this I can only see this book truly exceeded my expectations and it's extraordinary work. It's not only a serial killer story, it's not only about a cat that recites the Bible perfectly. It's not only about a girl who is adamant to find the killer who hurt her sister, or is it about a wild child she needs to Oh, this person doesn't know how to write. Or is not about a wild child that needs to be, or she, she is trapped in the house to protect herself from the violence of the outside or the outer world. Um, that person made a point that I forgot to bring up with Dee Dee. We get a whole other perspective of how the brain works under trauma mm -hmm. with Dee Dee. Like an entirely different way of how the brain will deal with childhood trauma or just, like, such deep trauma well, in general. It continues. Oh, it's and long. And it's not about bulky, introvert, outcast man who wears same clothes, dealing with her wild his wild daughter and sarcastic cat who hates crime thriller shows on TV, trying to blend in but hardly failing. This book is so much more than these. Just read it and prepare to get shaken to the core. You may start to pick up the pieces in the middle about the big mystery, but trust me, it's even bigger and ugly uglier than you may hardly imagine. I have to say this is so different from the horror books I've recently read and it's one of the unique and original works of the year. I highly recommend you give it a shot. I fucking agree. I love the TV being a portal between the yeah. dimensions of the brain. <laughs> da, da, da. Why did I screenshot this? Hold on. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, I think this is a not great review. I'm just going to start from here because they're talking about the book. I'm not afraid to admit that this book got under my skin. At times, it feels so raw and dark and uncomfortable. I Oh, no, no. I even had a dream about it, though my subconscious subbed in much scarier details than was actually in the book, which thoroughly freaked me out. This feels like one of those books that everyone will read and talk about. It's wild, engrossing, and thoroughly memorable. If you read this, which I highly recommend, don't skip the afterword. It adds a new dimension to the story, and I appreciate it even more for what the author said in there. That's what I... You want a bad review now? Yes. I want to know, like, what people are saying. What are they feeling? Mm -hmm. I want something. I want someone with DID to read this book and kind <laughs> right? of talk about it. Uh, so this person said, "I am obviously an outlier on this one. Gothic thriller? No. <laughs> A chilling masterpiece in suspense? Hardly. Ground breaking? Nope. Not that either." <laughs> 
Well, now you might see why I was so disappointed. With hype like this, I thought I was in for a real treat of a novel, but this was such a letdown. A masterclass in horror? Really? This book goes into a pile of least enjoyable horror books if that was what it was supposed to be. It was tedious, labored, uneventful, confusing, and just weird. A talking cat, even if I had an important part to play, just didn't work. Fine if it's fantasy, but I don't think it was claiming to be in that genre. Sorry to downgrade again. I, it is now a one. I dislike this so much. And <laughs> no, it had a huge following, so please read other reviews because um, I am in a very small minority. I need not have... I need not have read The Last House on Needles. I know for a fact they didn't finish the book. That's what I'm thinking, I know too. for a fact. Because you're saying a talking cat is fantasy, but you didn't get to the end. Yeah, you didn't find out this person had DID? This is a real thing. Maybe it's one of those people that thinks that DID isn't real. Maybe. Okay, this one... Okay, hold on. I'll read or they one. didn't finish it. <laughs> but also, I do agree. I wouldn't consider this I horror. I wouldn't consider it horror, either. It was definitely psychological like, thriller. Like, we thought it was going to be spooky yeah but i was like, ready to be like i was ready for it to yeah, yeah yeah like i originally got into it being like i'm gonna be scared but yes. then i've read horror books i have you haven't really dove no. into okay so when you read horror books it's very upfront. i find yeah if it's meant to be scary so it's like karen slaughter books i could say no i love the bitch i know i talk about her all the time karen slaughter books true crime horror not scary gross and very like woohoo spooky murderers gory is different than scary yeah so it's not like i was never scared reading karen slaughter's book i was like horrified but then like <laughs> okay. reading but then when i read like the twisted ones i i got scared yeah was it a scary book overall i was like eh, it was okay but like yeah reading through it the scary like it's very in your face horror scary. to me is things that make you feel like you need to turn around because there might be something behind you yes. when you're reading it. and i've read like stalker books or like you know kind of kidnapping books where i've been like freaked out like to take a piss like i was spooked right yeah. but like this was more of like uneasy it, it's too real you know mm -hmm. what i mean like that that's the real horror of life that people go through like abuse is like real horror yeah right yeah whereas like I think if you're going into this thinking it's going to be, like, demons and ghosts and, like, shit jumping out at you and, like, actually being, like, scary. Yeah. And, like, You're paranormal, making a really good point with this. That's scary. Yeah. Right? I don't know. No, oh, my God. I have this a book is like, that trauma scary. That's, like, it's trauma scary. This is scary. real life. Yeah. Like, yeah. real life scary versus, like, <laughs> Real life and, like, things that, like, not everyone like experiences. Yeah. Like. Like, I love watching horror movies, but I love watching, like, demons and shit yeah i don't like the gore that's not scary oh i to like me. gore i don't like the see i don't like the actually gore. i do like demons and stuff i don't like ghosts i love ghosts, ghosts? i love the jump scares like that's my shit i love that spooks me <laughs> i do like it but that's but, like i don't find me. gory horror movies scary to me like, no that's me either scary. that's why i like them i like a thriller no i like I want to be I like, like being like this i, I want to wake up at 3am and go I, no we thanks. need to see barbarian and smile I want to smile so bad. Uh, I oh, might boy. be watching it at Isabel's house because we, we want to okay. stream it. Huh? That's what I'm going to say. That's, I love being, inviting myself to things. Okay. <laughs> I was going to invite you. That's why I imagined it. Okay, hold on. I think this is a good one. 
here's what you need to know the story about Ted, Taylor blah, 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 blah. The novel is part horror, part gothic mystery, and part thriller. It's disturbing and eerie. It's hauntingly atmospheric. And at its outset, not much of it makes sense. You will be utterly confused while you read it. It will feel like you are wearing blinders and have lost your peripheral vision as the surrounding world of the characters is claustrophobically blurred and obscured. But you'll hang on towards every word because The Last House on Needless Street is uniquely creative. It's unputdownable and by novel's end, you will find yourself far from where you began. It's pretty darn brilliant. That was a good one. I was going to say, yeah, that didn't sound bad. I wanted like okay, I another one more. star. I have two more. I have two more. This is a five star. Rereading this changed everything. Seeing how in-depth and sensitive Catriona Ward was with the sensitive topics of this book was not only eye-opening, but heartbreaking. It, I felt so bad. The account, the account of... <laughs> the amount of ignorance and negativity in this book is directly reflective of our current society. I'm so glad this book exists and people have a chance to recognize that trauma does so much more to our brains than depression. The brain can do so many amazing and horrible things. We are not in control. Sometimes chemicals win. Sometimes everyone averts their gaze and no one helps. It's just so damn sad. That review gave me goosebumps, too. So in January of 2022, they rated it a four-star, and in May of 2022, they rated it a five-star. After Ray reading it? This had my jaw on the floor! Okay. Oh, this one's a bad review. Oh, perfect. How many stars? Every year, there is that one... Two. Every year, there is that one book that nearly all of my fabulous GR friends love. Goodreads? Yes. And I shake my head in bewilderment and think that I must have read a different book than everyone else. Well, here is that book for me in 2021. I went into this one expecting dark, gothic horror read, but instead it was just a bizarre psychological mystery with a cat narrator. Eye roll emoji. <laughs> I well, maybe these are like dog people. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe because I like everything that Olivia was saying. But the I cat could picture my sense. cats saying. Well, why he made the cat as an altar was because he wanted a cat so, so fucking bad, bad, and his mom never let him have one. The keychain yeah. thing had me in fucking tears. Bro. Yeah. Like obviously that was his altar. Yeah. Duh. No, it made literal perfect sense to me. And at first I thought he had like this little kid walking around on all fours meowing and shit because of how bad he wanted a cat. Um, But then for it to be an altar for him, literally so mind blowing. Okay, hold on. This is still the the people reviewing the stuff about like shitting on the cat. I feel like didn't finish the book. I know that's what I'm saying. Or like didn't didn't understand. Yeah, the girls who get it get it. (laughs) Wow, we're like. I just don't understand how you could shit on a book like this. I really don't. Unless you don't believe in mental health. Like, I understand it being, like, more of a slower read. And maybe for people who are just not used to, like, actually using their brain. (laughs) Okay. Or, like, (laughs) I couldn't even finish that sentence with a straight face. Or people who use reading as an escape from the world. Okay. This is, like, the world in your face. Yeah. Like, hit in the face. Like, oh, you thought you were getting a 
horror book that was going to make you be like, wow, yeah. my life isn't really that bad. And then it's like, boom, drama right To me, face. this is, for me, <laughs> this is just one of those, like, books of literature yeah. that I feel like educationally will go down in history. Yeah. So I do understand okay, why okay, people okay. don't let like me, Let me shit more on Olivia really quick. Chapter, when Olivia the cat is talking and quoting the Bible, I had an inkling where the plot was headed. Shut at, up. And it is the most overused thriller trope out there, but I was hoping I was wrong. I wasn't. The only thing that kept this from being a one-star read for me was Dee's storyline. I couldn't get or care less about Dee. Anyways. Me either. I did find it intriguing, and I was surprised by elements of it. The, if the book, if the whole book had been more D and her sister's disappearance and less Ted, I may have enjoyed it more. The ending of the book does tie things up successfully, and it makes a bit more sense. By by, but by that time, I couldn't care less about any of it. Needless to say, this could be the last book on any street and I would not give it more than a lackluster two stars that's what I'm saying this is a book of somebody who does not want like people are like mental health fuck you this Look girl just pills. wanted a murder mystery yeah read a different book nowhere well, in I this have a book nowhere in this was it like the this is a murder point mystery is that it's not a murder mystery that's yes. the whole point and I think it's so, like she bamboozled us all. She was like, oh, yeah, murder mystery. There's something hidden in the woods. And is, it, is it dead bodies? It, no, it's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> as mad as a snake, but all the better for it. An enigmatic story of trauma. One perfect sentence after the other. This is a story I wish I knew how to write. I'm thrilled that Ward pulled off this trick of a book. Like, nowhere in this... Okay, this one says high wire act horror. Um, Audacious as hell. But, like, nowhere in this is, like, murder mystery. <laughs> well, I think how Homegirl fucking tricked us was something terrible is buried in the forest at the end of Needless Street. Are you prepared to find out what that is? It's the mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the mom she's is buried. The worst. She's Yeah, she's the terrible. But, like... It, to me, I thought this was like a kidnapping. He's keeping well, like, a girl I'm, hostage well, that's what type I was story. Too. Like I went into it thinking it was a murder, but that's what I love so much about this. Book, I still it felt like, like it. Psych. No, yeah, wasn't. yeah. You thought. No, you thought. But at this the is same a book time, about drama. I like reading a book from a murderer's perspective in their fucked up mind. The way that you think that you're in some twisted person's mind to me was already really fucking interesting so the fact that someone who likes murder or mystery they like vanilla but it fluff. didn't make sense that's the thing is not like being but, in his but, mind but you no finished sense. it no if I you know. finish it it does all it make sense it all makes 100 i'm just saying when you're in the thick of it you're like what the fuck yeah. is going on i just Which i think so amazing i just think that girl likes vanilla fluff murder mystery yeah what's that girl it's always oh, started with her on a typewriter she had tight curly blonde hair old old show you know what it's fine nancy drew no oh i know what you i know what you're saying and like she like put her little glasses on and start typing and like murder she wrote murder she <laughs> i knew it was, it was coming to me it was coming to me damn <laughs> like, i know exactly what you're talking i about. just feel like she's a murder she wrote type bitch yeah. you know yeah yeah everything wrapped in a bow yeah Kill, killers in prison yeah you like, can't put anyone in prison in this book no He's asked, you know what's also 
last thing I'm going to touch on before we have our little wrap up. How long have we been filming for? Two hours. One hour. Oh, perfect. Look at us go. Um, good book. <laughs> a thing that I feel like, now granted, maybe killing yourself isn't that big of a surprise to me, but like the like epitome of trauma that this mother put Teddy through was killing herself and making him bury her bo- her things and her body in the woods. Yeah. Could you imagine? No. Being idolizing this woman because that's typically how like it's trauma sad like, like when kids works. go through like really bad trauma they usually you know well, you don't you don't let go of that like person who you idolize until you're usually Well she adult. normalized all of this stuff for him so he didn't when understand. She made him feel like he was the crazy one. Yeah. Cuz she was like Oh, like, I'm glad that I know this now is because I don't feel any love towards you. And, like, yeah. it makes sense. It's because you're a monster. Yeah, and, he's and now like, I know, bitch. To... It's because you're, you're a, a monster. crazy, abusive bitch. Yeah. And then, like, and then her saying, like, um, now I don't have to feel bad about not loving you. Like, now it makes sense yeah. why I don't love you. Like, could you, like, could you, I, and then being like, oh, I have some things you need to take out into the woods that you can't do it till it's dark. And then having the fucking note being like, Here's what to bury, and it's her fucking dead body because she knew she fucked up by taking Popsicle Girl, Lulu. Yeah. Because she had parents. Yeah. Lord have mercy. It's so, it's just so mind blowing. And the other thing that I'm not like completely aware of is like, was it the mom that boarded up all the windows? That and I the timeline so. of D killing the birds. Cause D didn't move until. No, I think. D was watching him for a while, and that but was the Oregon But then in Dee's perspective, incident. oh, that was the Oregon... Was because she fucked up his house, and then that's why she was ignoring Karen's calls, because she moved in next door, and she wasn't supposed to be near him. So was D also, like, with her trauma stuff, just forgetting the things she was... Yeah, she convinced herself that... Well, she thought that Ted took... Lulu and she left Lulu alive. She went back for Lulu because she knew she was going to no, be alive. No, I know. I know. And then someone took her, which was Teddy's mom. Yes. No, but, but what I'm lost Ted on, what I'm lost on is she goes to Needless Street at one point in the book and she like she has even by the I time she, she finds out about Ted when we're in her perspective, the birds were already dead and she was just is moving thing. in. This is the thing is she knew who Teddy was from the newspaper like 11 years ago. No, I know. But by the time when she gets the newspaper and she's like, I'm going to go move in there. She's ne- she went no, to that street when she was a kid a long time ago. That was like a throw throwback. Yeah, in her first chapter, she has the news. Her timeline confused the fuck out of me. I think it's like she. You have to read her first chapter again because she's looking at the newspaper, like remembering, and she, like. But then she pays a guy to give her a newspaper article. He pays, she pays some dude, and then she's like looking at the newspaper, and this is when she's but an adult, I think, and the I Oregon think incident happened, had already happened. But I think so did she block out where it was? In, they were, they stayed to try and find Lulu for like three months, I think she said, her whole family. Yes. So they would have seen a child. articles come out in the newspaper then. So I think she always thought it was Teddy. And then, to be honest, 
I don't know exactly when the bird incident happened. I don't know if that was right before she moved in or if that was, but that happened in, the, in Teddy's like first chapter. Yes. So I feel like. And she was nowhere near no, there. No, I don't think she was near him. So I think because Ted's timeline jumped so much that we probably were over like a lot of time because remember Olivia was saying like, I haven't seen um, Lauren in a month. So it yeah. was like she was there in like she was there for a month and then after the mall incident he tells her that she's going in the freezer for 6 months. So I don't know if all this went down But the mall six incident was later. old. No, 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 the new mall the, with the leggings. And then he's like I'm, I thought that was a memory. I No, yeah, no, no. They went that was to the a mall and right rush. No, 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 that was like in time. And then he told her that so. she was putting her yeah. I don't think so. No, it is. I don't think so, but okay. You're agreeing <laughs> no, so much listen, on this. No, listen, no, listen. Because <laughs> she... Happened? Listen, she was walking in the mall. He hadn't fucked up her no, feet yet. No, she wasn't, bro. He wasn't carrying her I around the mall. No. I don't think it's specified if she was walking or if he was carrying her or what, what was going on. Well, they went in the change room together and she changed herself because she told him to turn around. No. Nah. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong, so... It's been nice. This is where the podcast we'll, ends. We'll come back. We're doing so when we, well. When we reread this. Yeah. And I can't wait for you to tell me that I was I can't right. wait for you to be like, damn, you know what, bitch? You're right. Well, I think what's hard about this book in general is that Ted's timeline is all over the place. Yeah. So, like, really, who knows? I know. I'm right. <laughs> She's not right. I'm right. Listen, why can't we have a respectable... Because they're oh. talking about... Oh, my God. When they get in the car, he's uh-huh. like... And yeah. then he's talking about the previous incident. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was, and she was like, he's like, you weren't supposed to do that again. Like, you were supposed to be good this time. Like, not like last time. He said that when they went camping. And the last time was the mall incident that they were talking about. Because they, That's another why? <gasps> and you know what's so crazy? Because he's getting bitten by the ants. And she, and he and- would say like, she can't, like, oh, she can't walk. She has no feelings in her legs because the mommy did some fucked up shit to them, whatever, whatever. But then he's getting bitten by the ants. They're both getting bitten by the ants. And he's like, and I can't she's feel She's the anything. only one she's like, okay, screaming. She's like, we need to leave. Yeah. Why did she want to go camping? Why did she want to get out of the house and go Maybe camping? Maybe that's when she tried to kill him the first time. Oh. I don't know. I don't know either. Because in my mind, I was like, she's not allowed to leave the house because... She's going to scream for help or something. That's why they can only go out at night. But I'm also like, how are they two people at once? I think that's how DEID works. So interesting. Yeah. Because they're not always, they're only together on weekends once a week. And then he puts her back in in the freezer. Yeah, he locks her in the mind freezer. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. There's still so much to like uncover. And that's the fun thing about this book too. There's just so much discussion that can be had. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And like you could probably read this four times over and still pick new things up, I think. So you'd rate it a five out of five? Ten out of five. Ten out of five. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, At least we agree on something. (laughs) Anyways, our next book that we are reading... Just, I don't even want to wrap this up. I'm, I want to keep. I, I, I could talk about this literally. <laughs> but our next book for next week, and this is a quick one, so you guys can all read it. We've been listening to y'all's advice. There'll be lots of new, interesting announcements coming in probably December. 
But November, we're just going to, you know, we're winging it. We're winging it for one more month and then we'll get our shit together. But that being said, next our next book, book is. Um, Hold on, I have it right here. I'm about to type it in my Kindle thing so I can download it because I forgot what it was. Fear and And other love languages. And you'll be able to read this because I swear to God, it's like 50 pages. Like it's brief short stories. Fear and other love language, an erotic monster romance. Yeah. By Avita Vice. Is it this one? We? Yeah. How many pages is it? Um, 57 pages. That's what I'm saying. Girl, this and is it, quick. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, which I've literally recommended to so many people, yeah, um, get it. Also, I meant to tell you this, Katie Robert has a book called Court of the Vampire Queen. Yes. I'm reading that. <laughs> As you should. As you should. And there's someone we might be working with real soon. Oh, we can't wait to share. I cannot wait to tell um, you guys but, about it. Yeah, so fear and other love languages. Write it down, write it down. Write that down, write that down. This <laughs> is what we're reading and reviewing next week. And then the week after that, so we can already... Wow, we're so on top of things. <laughs> um, the weekend after, we are reading book six and seven. Reviewing, sorry. Book six and seven? Seven Vice Planet? A Vice Planet Barbarians. Lila and Maddie's story. Which, we, uh, team, yeah, we already recorded it. Amazing. Yeah. Look at us go. I was about to say, did we already do <laughs> Yeah. So you can read those bad boys <laughs> and be all caught up. So you got three books on the list that Unless you guys need to read. Unless you're not caught up on Ice Planet Barbarians, then you have a lot to catch up to. But the audios. And if you've already read this book, you could read Katrina Ward's new book, Little Eve, which just came out. I'm getting it right now. Yeah. Little Eve? Little Eve. Little Eve. Yeah. Katrina, or no, it's Catriona. Catriona Ward literally has me in a chokehold. I love you. You are right up there with Karen Slaughter with books that make me think. Books that make me. So she has a Kindle edition of Looking Glass Sound, Little Eve, um, Sundial, uh, The Girl from Rob Lud. That's her debut, I think. Is it? She has quite a few. So it looks like one, two, three, four, five books is what I see from her. That's amazing. I'm really excited. Thank you so much, Catriona, for being the smartest person alive. (laughs) Just being you. So with that being said, give us a follow on Instagram at Lude Literature. We're on Twitter at Lude underscore literature. Uh, We do have a Patreon where we upload photos, um... Of us being cute and adorable. And we also upload the video format of this podcast in our lingerie. Um, I wore a tank top today and I was trying yeah. to, I was, first of all, I'm really bloated, but I was also trying to give the vibe of like Ted being gross and grungy and like wearing, you know, you look disgusting. Thank you. Well that was the vibe. <laughs> um, and on Patreon, we also post some polls on Twitter. We post some polls. We are really trying to hear back from you guys and take your feedback. Yeah. Um, so if you have shit you want to see, please DM us on Instagram. We also have an email, um, lewd literature at gmail.com. That's the one. Send us questions. Tell us the tea. If you just have shit you want to get off your chest, fucking email us. We'll talk about it on the podcast. GID, send us an email. Let's hop on a voice call, (laughs) bro. Yeah, I'd be so interested. Yeah. I I would rec. I don't know. Do you think this would be like a trigger for some people? I guess it depends. Everyone's different with their mental health, right? Mm. Like I could read something on like a 
disorder I have and like love it because it's a different perspective and someone else could be like, that's too triggering for me. Yeah, Depends true. on the writing and everyone's different, right? You're right. Let's not generalize. <laughs> well, with that being said, to victory. To valor. If you can't come in her. Come on her. Clink. This is Luke Literature. I think they're turned on right now. <laughs>